I'm Shannon Paradis, your host and founder of Learn, Laugh, Leap. I'll be bringing you content about self-discovery, how people find their purpose, live joyfully, and make an explosive impact on those around them. The podcast at its core is centered around health and wellness, but I want to start by learning from people that light up my life personally, laugh a lot, and then I want to have conversations with people that change the way we dream and empower us to leap forward. I'm so excited to take you on this journey with me. Let's leap in. Today, we're talking to special guest, Alan Mondes. Hello, Alan. Hi, Shannon. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I'm so excited to have you on and just kind of learn a little bit more about your background and where you're going. Um, Alan is the co-founder at Barnacle Coasters, which is a mobile coaster that's convenient and reusable. The product was wildly successful on Kickstarter last year, and the coasters are available for purchase on Amazon. And Alan is living the dream out in gorgeous San Diego, California, and people call him All In Alan. I follow you on Instagram, (laughs) and I'm always like so envious of your life because you're always doing something fun and exciting like kite surfing or wakeboarding, you're out on the beach. But he's also a very hard worker and he has tons of drive. So. Just kind of talk me through how you got this nickname of All In Allen. Where did that come from? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I appreciate the that intro, Shannon. Um, you know, Instagram, it's the highlight reel. So I'm glad it's <laughs> it's doing what I envisioned, you know, yeah. making people uh, <laughs> be je- jealous of it, of the life. No, it's it's been it's been been beautiful being out here in California and um, taking full advantage of that. Been out here just over four years now. And exactly, exactly what you said. I love being, you know, outside and a bit of a thrill seeker and always on a new adventure. Kite, kiteboarding, kite surfing is my latest uh, addiction. And so whenever the wind is up, you'll find me out on the water. And that's one thing that, yeah, has definitely uh, changed my, my viewpoint on, on water sports because it's, it's kind of like growing up in the lakes, you know, in Minnesota where we're, we're from, um, Midwest, it's, very much you're behind a boat and you're wakeboarding and you're slalom skiing but this is exactly that but no motor and it's just the wind and it's you're out there by yourself it's uh, it's quite an incredible sport so so that's um what i'm into these days and i get the name holland allen for um huh, it's it's an interesting question i think it's just because i have a problem with saying no <laughs> it's always been my philosophy to just go, go, go and, and try, try new things. And like I say, adventure. And I guess for one story of, of how I've gotten the name is, is how I picked up uh, kiteboarding in a way. I recently moved out to, to California and had some friends that were, you know, teaching me how to surf. And I was falling completely in love with the waves and the ocean and surfing. And, um, it was a couple weeks into, living out here, they had kept speaking about this kiteboarding thing. I had no idea what it was, hadn't really seen it before, not much of kiteboarding going on in the Midwest. <laughs> so um, they're like, no, yeah, you got to get involved, got to get involved. I'm like, yeah, sure, maybe someday. You know, the equipment is expensive. I don't even know the wind and how it all works. And and um, so uh, they had told me, all right, well, we're doing this trip down to Baja, Mexico, and it's going to be a, a surfing trip. And I was like, yeah, I've never been to Baja. We're going to cross the border, drive into Mexico. Like that sounds like an adventure. Sure. I'm in for that. Of course. 
Well, we wake up at four in the morning. I meet up with these guys who are, you know, just started to get to know and my new friend group in, in San Diego, as it were. And uh, we drive, we get, we get, or we get to the truck and we're loading up all of our gear. And I find that there's not many surfboards, a couple surfboards, but all these bags. I'm like, what are all these bags, guys? I was like, oh, those are, those are kites. I'm like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, this is a kite boarding trip. We're not going surfing. <laughs> I was like, oh, my oh gosh. great. You had no idea. For this trip. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but of course I was there and I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm along for the ride at this point. So we go trekking down the coast of um, California into Baja, uh, Mexico, about four hours deep into this little town called San Quintin and opened up into this little bay. And we literally were driving over sand dunes. I mean, this was out. It, it was just a new world. And I, no one spoke. English and we're on these back roads and they got machine guns and they were going through these oh different, it was, it was intense, you know, and I'm just like in the back seat, like, all right, you guys know where you're going, right? <laughs> so um, once again, along for the ride, we get there and we're setting up in this little bay um, off the ocean. And yeah, so I went kiteboarding for the first time. And by the end of day two, I was, you know, standing up on the, on the water and, and um, flying a kite and I was completely hooked. <laughs> So that was um, the story of how I, I guess, fell in love with, with kiteboarding for the first time. It was just kind of saying, all right, yeah, I'm all in. Let's, let's make it happen. Uh, there's just been, yeah, many, uh, I guess many stories about how they're usually involved with sport or some sort of adventure. But if someone proposes an idea, you know, whether it be taking a cycling ride from San Francisco to L.A. or jumping out of an airplane, um, I'm usually the one that's saying, okay, I'm all in. Have you gone skydiving? Yeah, actually, um, a few years back out in the Midwest, where did we do it? Baldwin, Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I, it's, you know, it was one of those experiences. Now I look back, I'm like, wow, I should really do that. have done that in like Hawaii or something a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was cool because it was kind of, it was raining and uh, cloudy that day. So we jumped out of the plane. Of course, they do that thing where you're, I was the last one out and my buddy Kyle and I was with actually my aunt and she'd wanted to skydive her whole life and I'm like her adventure nephew that you know would always go on the roller coasters with her and you know always love the adrenaline so she talked me into it it's her birthday and she's like Alan you're going skydiving with me and I'm like yeah of course I'm not gonna say no and uh, I had never been and so I was the last one out of the plane and they both said I was green I don't I'm not a big fan of heights and small planes and I don't know so we're about to go out of the you know I'm strapped to the guy and he, he's like all right hold your hand you know arms crossed and then he goes all right you're ready one two and of course they go on two because they don't want your you know, to throw your arms out and try to stop them. <laughs> so yeah. we're flying through the air and um, the, it's all cloudy below. So all we see is the clouds. And then once we were dropping through the clouds, it actually felt because the moisture that it was raining up at you, such a weird feeling. Oh and, then, and then getting through the clouds, you know, dropping under the canopy and pulling the chute, that was my, the most amazing part. And I think, Hey, yeah, that's when it was, just, it was just peaceful, quiet and, off in the distance. So we were in Wisconsin, right? You, I could see the Twin Cities skyline, which is like a hundred miles away. So that was pretty cool being like such a different perspective. But like I say, I think it would have been cooler over Hawaii. Thinking that maybe next time. <laughs> Do you feel like you have changed at all since you moved to California? Just with that environment and being by the ocean, has that changed your energy or kind of how you run your day? People always actually ask me that quite often. And I think, yeah, because the, I meet a lot of, you know, most of my friends now out here are from the West Coast or, or you know, grew up in, in Southern California. And 
it seems, you know, their question is, wow, you know, what were you like back in the Midwest? Because you seem to really, you know, thrive here, fit in well with this environment. And that's what I've found is that I think, I think it's taken, I've taken the best of, like, when I was in Minnesota, I loved the summer and being outdoors and doing, you know, being active. Um, but there's a little bit of it that, you know, somewhat holds you back when it's negative 20 degrees out and it's tough to you know, rally yourself to go outside, even if, you know, there are sports like the snowboarding or ice hockey or what have you. But out here, it's just every day is that energy has made an impact or just having that energy. Um, I guess it's easier in a way, right? Because you're near the ocean. There's more people around you that have that same type of mentality and there's so much to do all the time and the weather's always perfect. <laughs> so, um, so it has, it has had an impact and definitely on my, I think my, my health and, and, you know, wellness, just taking care of myself and, and making sure that I am being, being active. It's something that I always am passionate about, um, passionate about running. I did my first marathon five years ago back in the Midwest, gra grandma's marathon. And I'm actually training for my second right now. I decided after my first marathon that every five years is a good something good to do so you know keep you don't yourself have to do it shape. every year not every year because yeah. that's just bad for the knees you know yeah. so <laughs> uh so every five years so now i'm gonna do my second one um june 3rd in a couple weeks here so i'm getting ramped up for that and there's no better way to train than running on the boardwalk next to the oceans with the wave waves crashing and people surfing and um yeah it's a beautiful environment to to stay active in so uh, i guess in a long Long answer for for your question. Um, I think that I've always always been kind of meant for that those West Coast mentality and vibe and, and uh, atmosphere. And maybe I was just born in a different place. So I'm glad I found it. Yeah, right. You finally <laughs> found your home, but don't tell your parents that. It'll <laughs> just be convincing know. them to come out and live in California with you. Yes, yes. Well, they can visit. They can live where they've been a while. They don't have to stay. They can just hang out for a weekend. Let's talk about how Barnacle Coasters manifested. Where did that idea come from? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think this goes back to hmm, one of those things about saying yes and making new connections and um, surrounding yourself with, with great people. Uh, I was actually still living in Minnesota at the time, and I was taking a work trip out to Phoenix. And I met with this group from, I was working at, at Aerotech at the time, and I met with people at during this training from all over different offices from across the country. And one of the individuals, he is from the San Diego office. And over the week, you know, we had got, you know, it was a tight knit group and got to know each other quite well. And, and I was just happy being in, in Phoenix because it was the end of November, already starting to get very cold and Minnesota. And I was like, wow, look at this beautiful place. It's 75 degrees every day. There's so much sun. It's, it's gorgeous. You know, uh, what a life. <laughs> and then this guy, Mark, that I, you know, gotten to know pretty well over the week. He's like, well, if you like Arizona, you should come check out San Diego. I think you'd really enjoy that. And throughout my time growing up, I'd spent a lot of, I traveled the States pretty thoroughly. Um, from my racing days, that's that's a whole nother story that we can get into later. But uh, I had never been to Southern California, and it, it's just one of those places that you think of, you see on you know the movies and TV shows, and growing up, and you're, it doesn't seem real, right? It's like okay, yeah, you know Hollywood and the Boardwalk and Santa Monica and 
sounds sounds great, but there's no way it's actually like that. And so I'm talking to Mark, and he's like, no, 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 you should you should come out and and see San Diego. I think you'd enjoy it. So a couple of weeks later, we get our first snowstorm in Minnesota. I'm like, hey, call ring up Mark. I'm like, that offer's still on the table because sounds good right about now. <laughs> and he's like, absolutely. So I ended up making the trip out. Was in San Diego for the for a long weekend. And it, it was it was beautiful, um, as as expected, as the movie suggested, really. <laughs> so I was on the on the boardwalk and it's 70 degrees and there's people running, surfing, playing a guitar. I mean, it was so cliche. I, I honestly thought I was in a movie. So after that moment of being out mid-December, it changed me. And I, at once you, it's one of those things I couldn't unsee. Right. And I had to I had to live it. And I knew from there on I was going to live on the West Coast. So. Packed my bags two months later and made the drive out and, and moved to San Diego. Transferred offices. It all kind of worked out and started this new life. So long story short, Mark ended up being one of my first good friends here in, in, in the, on the West Coast. And he, we were kind of BSing, um, you know, as you do after work one day at a happy hour. And he's telling me about this concept he has and this prototype for, for a coaster. And I'm like, man, this, you know this is a great idea. And I, I just had such positive feedback. I'm like, honestly, that is a million dollar idea. We need to do something with that. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, it's something that Aaron and I have been working on, but it's kind of on the shelf, but yeah, you know, we just, we're, it's, we're open to it. And I, I, from that day, I was like, you yeah, know, I think you really got something here. Is this Mark. the guy whose last name is Fortune? Profit. Profit. I'm like, I knew it was he's something that was like yeah. money related. Yeah. <laughs> Had he been in uh, any kind of entrepreneurial background before or started any kind of businesses? No. So he, he he had come up with the idea. He has a great story about how he came up with it. Yeah, actually. He was on a date with his, um, with his girlfriend at the time, now wife. And it was a hot summer San Diego day. And they were, you know, I don't know, at some restaurant. And he, his water kept condensating and dripping onto his gray t-shirt and he was like kind of embarrassed he's like oh, I don't want you know this girl to think I'm sweating and it's dripping all over he's like what is going on you know and he got back to his house and he's living with Aaron our other business partner so it's Mark Aaron and myself involved in the barnacle and at the time he's like I'm gonna make something you know this that was it was that annoying and that much of a pain that he wanted to provide a solution and he was looking online he didn't see anything that really um you know uh, no solution that's currently on the market. So he's like, all right, I'm going to make some. So he's cutting out a red solo cup and using weather strip oh and this and that and trying to make something. And a roommate, Aaron comes home. Aaron's a degreed engineer. And he's like, what, what are you doing, Mark? <laughs> Explains the story. And Aaron's like, all right, let me involve. I'm going to, I'm going to draw something up. So he engineers something and they start making a prototype and you know, it was just a fun side project they had. Um, and then they put that kind of on the shelf. And then this is, you know, a couple years later where I come into the picture and start I'm the, the all in guy. I'm the hype man. And I'm talking to him like, you guys got something. Let's, let's make this product let's a, a winner. You know? Yeah, let's do this. And they're like, wow, I like your energy. Let's all right, let's do it. And so, um, fast forward, you know, we, the three of us become good friends and, and now business partners. And, um, I was the one who, uh, you know, kind of led them to moving into the marketing campaign and, and getting this product from that concept and that prototype that they had, that was, that was, you know, an incredible start. And then, um, you're like a marketing and sales guy for them. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So Mark would be CEO. He's kind of overseeing, you know, all the back end, all the operational uh, standpoint, Aaron, we got R and D he's the engineer. And then myself, the, um, you know, marketing sales guru. So 
So we make a good team. It's been an exciting process, long and um, tedious, <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of twists and turns along the way. But yeah, launching a product, getting it from that concept stage to finding a you know supplier, manufacturer, um, you know to distribution, our, our warehouse here in San Diego, to uh, building the website and creating that that Kickstarter page. And like you said, it was wildly successful. You know, we were able to raise just over sixty thousand dollars in in pre-sales. Awesome. Fall 2017. Yeah, thank you. That was it was an incredible experience. We had a launch party in downtown San Diego, where a few hundred people showed up and um, you know donated to the project, and and then we were able to fulfill all those orders in December, just before the holidays or November December timeframe last year. And then we've been live, like you say, on Amazon and our website barnaclecoasters.com uh, since then. So we have three colors right now, and we're looking at expanding to. You know other product lines and um, and really growing the brand Barnacle because uh, the three of us are very ocean conscious, loves kiteboarding and, and surfing as you can imagine, um, and and we do want to give back to to the ocean community. So we're focused on um, our mission being around um, ocean health. So we're, we're pitching a reusable product. You know, hopefully taking away from some of the waste that currently um, you know maybe napkins or what, whatever you have on your desk on a daily basis that does collect that condensation, replace it with the barnacle. So what the barnacle does is it traps and collects that condensation. So no more uh, sweat rings on your, your desk or your, um, your coffee table at home, um, ruining your counter spaces or countertops. Um, that's what the barnacle prevents. So take a look uh, at barnaclecoasters.com. It, it show you a bit more of a visual of how it works and, and um, what the purpose is. Um, but yeah, we have our brand is, is hoping to uh, be ocean conscious and we are donating 5% of our proceeds to the Ocean Cleanup, which is the organization that's heading out into the Pacific right now and trying to clean up the great Pacific garbage patch, which is the size of Texas, no less. So there's a lot of plastic out in our ocean that um, we want to be a part of that movement. And um, we're happy to be partnered and, and joined forces with them on that great cause. Yeah, that's an awesome mission to be aware of the ocean's health and try to protect and preserve what you have. Um, so I really like that. For um, entrepreneurs or somebody that's looking to start a business, launch a product, um, you mentioned Kickstarter. What Since then, what's been the most successful platform for you to get visibility? Yeah, Kickstarter was was incredible. And, and the opportunity to start and launch um, new product and services in this day and age is um it's just it's just amazing so to have those type of platforms where you can literally leverage uh, you know a crowdsourcing platform to, to to raise funds to the what helped us you know pay for our our molds and some of our manufacturing upfront startup costs that you know we couldn't have done unless you know we got investor or loans or what have you um, to do that on Kickstarter. So I'd absolutely recommend looking into the the Indiegogos and Kickstarters of the world, and if you are looking at launching a new uh, a new business um from there it's just it's leveraging your your list and your your individuals and the contacts and all of the all of the you know the drive to your website and to your kickstarter and then going from there to that the real world proof of concept and getting it out into the, the digital world now using you know Facebook advertising and Google AdWords and, and driving traffic to to the website. So that's what our has been our main you know goal at this point. We've been mostly online, uh, like you say, on Amazon as well, and we're doing some other 
um, sales with other platforms like a touch of modern and, and companies that do, you know, push cool, trendy new products out to their database of, uh, of consumers. So things along those lines. And then from there, we're looking to pivot and also, you know, get involved with, you know, retail. This would be a great product to have at, you know, the targets and, and bed, bath and beyonds of the world. So that's kind of where our next step is, but it's a, it's a long road to get there. So we're just, knocking on the doors and, and making sure we're getting in front of the right people at this point. So you mentioned, you know, your launch party, Google AdWords, the Touch Modern. How did you learn how to market yourself? Did you have to do a lot of your own research? Yeah, good question. That was all <laughs> trial and error uh, between the three of us, just trying to do our own research exactly that, look at other successful campaigns and mirror what they did on Kickstarter. We we had a great platform as far as we've been talking about this product for a couple of years to everyone we know, so before we ever launched. So we did have, honestly, that word of mouth, that um, that circle of uh, people that were just going to back us because of our networks and, and, and other people just believing in the product that, you know, when we pitched it to them. So we were able to leverage, you know, our own social groups from, uh, our online platforms, our personal platforms, like you know the Facebook and Instagram, whatnot, and drive those individuals to our Kickstarter, and then have the referrals from there, which was a, a big part of our success for for launching, and also just working with our networks here in San Diego and getting you know a few hundred people um, to that that Kickstarter launch party in in Little Italy, you know, advertising you know Ballast Ballast Point kegs and getting people free beer. Come come help our project here. So whatever you had to do, give them beer and they will come. Exactly. Um, so we were able to you know drive a lot of traffic there. And then the other aspect we um, you know we're working on on creating an email list from our um, our landing page that we had created before the Kickstarter as well as um, getting some product out into people's hands. So we did a test run of our product. So this did help us, you know, having a, um, a lower price per unit product where we could actually give away some product to attract people um, into helping us. So uh, we sent off about 400 uh, units just out to people that we call our, our barnacle backers, if you will. So they got all the product three days before the Kickstarter launch, just one like test unit to try out, take a picture, show people how they are using it, spread the word and, and had a little note in there kind of explaining, this is what we're all about. Help us, um, you know, launch on Kickstarter. And these are all individuals in our networks that we knew would back us and, and would, um, you know, help spread that, that word. So, so that was an, that was you know a big part of our marketing play, but like you say, it was um, it's been trial and error. It still is. It's ever changing and evolving um, as as our company is, and um, you know we have a lot to learn. But it's been uh, it's been quite an exciting process. Is there a dream that you have for Barnacle Coasters, like Margot Roby drinking uh, Corona with a Barnacle Coaster in the bathtub in a commercial, or like what? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think it's more about the creating that brand, something that will you know live on, and not through just this one product. Uh, this is our launch. This our launch pad, our launch launch point. It is a you know a patented product that we have created that's never been done. You know, I know it's something that sounds a bit trivial, but it is that accomplishment, and that was our way to break into you know being. Uh, the company that we'd like to be. And from there, we'd like to not pivot, but just have um, create this brand that is symbolic of 
you know, ocean health and ocean conscious. So we're looking at different options of actually creating barnacle coasters out of upcycled plastics from that ocean cleanup that we're talking about, and then working on creating other products in that realm. So even if they're, you know, like I said, we're we're, we're, you know, three uh, ocean lovers and love being at the beach. So we'd like to create products, even if they were beach games or, or frisbees or anything that we can start to create out of those plastics, that renewable resource, um, or excuse me, upcycled plastic from from the from the ocean. That would be kind of what we'd be interested to be long term. Um, and and more of a brand around that mission. Upcycled is like reused product, or what exactly does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, so like I said, the ocean cleanups going out and, and pulling these tons and tons of plastic from uh, the Great Pacific garbage patch uh, and other places around the world. Once that comes back, there's going to be all this this waste that could be broken down into small plastic pellets and then actually remanufactured into consumable goods. And so we'd like to, you know, upcycle, if you will, or reutilize that material into creating something that we enjoy. And so we have some other, you know, uh, ideas maybe regarding around, you know, surfing or, or beach going or, you know, what have you, or even, um, you know, other different houseware type of items that we'd like to create and leverage, um, you know, that mission and our brand to come together and, and be a company bigger than just the coaster. So that's the long term. Right now, we think we have a really cool product that people are gonna are gonna enjoy on a daily basis, and it's one of those things that's like, oh, why didn't I think of that? You know, it's a simple solution to a problem that people have every day. So we're working on getting the barnacle out to as many eyeballs as possible, and and getting the exposure to to really build up this brand, and then who knows where it can take it from there. Awesome. So what are some of the things that you know? Again, for people that are looking to launch a product or start a business that you love about being an entrepreneur and some of the challenges that you've had in that role? <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Well, a lot of challenges. Yeah. The challenges are, are first and foremost. Are real. Yeah, they are real. And it takes a lot of um, just persistence. You know, it's, it's a constant battle and it, you're always going to be running into things you didn't think about, um, especially if it's the first time you've done it. So, uh, the trials and tribulations are real and, uh, fires to put out and, you know, kind of just working through these different, everything takes longer than you, than you'd expect. Um, which, which is fine, but you just have to have, you know, the patience and, and yeah, that persistence to, to keep on going and know that your vision and your end goal is, um, is bigger than these these small, these small problems that may seem much bigger at the time, um, like, like your manufacturing is all of a sudden shut down and they're not going to meet deadlines and, and this quote. So yeah, things, things are going to happen, but you got to roll with the punches and you have to have that mentality. Um, the entrepreneur lifestyle is incredible because, um, it does allow for the, you know, flexibility. Um, but at the same time, if you're not working hard and putting your heart and soul into it, it's not going to, um, it's not going to be profitable. So, um, always looking at, you know, the, the P and L and, and, you know, the big picture and how this is really going to take off and be able to afford a lifestyle like this, uh, you know, to live on in California isn't cheap. So, um, just figuring out how to, how to make the, how to make it happen. Who are some people that have guided you in your process? Any mentors? So networking has always been a big part of, uh, well, my career being in recruitment for, for six years. Um, it's always been who you're meeting with and, and really 
hearing about their stories and, and that's what's helped allowed me to be a, a great recruiter and help individuals find their next you know career path that is going to inspire them so while doing that I was actually you know burning the, the candle at both ends <laughs> I was also asking individuals that I knew had been there done that launch products I was interfacing with a lot many individuals here in, in Southern California that were you know, sea level type of um, had sea level backgrounds and, and uh, had launched companies before and were very knowledgeable in R and D. So I started just leveraging my network. And every time someone uh, you know said had some interesting uh, a story or, or advice, I'd make sure to get out to them, get them out to coffee or dinner or lunch. And, and honestly, it's just as much information and intel as you can get from. Everyone, yeah. everyone that's there done that mm-hmm. has been there's been a number of mentors. So I, I can't pinpoint it to, to one. Um, I think each of us in our network, Mark, Aaron, and I have all leveraged um, you know ten plus people that we sat down with and tried to learn about people who have launched a Kickstarter campaign or individuals who are you know running a, a medical device company or individuals who have gone to. South Asia to set up manufacturing. Um, so it's been a constant networking of building those those connections and and sitting down and uh, with as many people and picking their brain as as possible. So um, that's the what I would advise for anyone else out there. And, and it's been cool to now be on the on the flip side, you know, in version of that. So I've had a, a number of individuals reach out to me and talk about uh, the Kickstarter process and what it's like hmm. and and how. What the, my experience was, the do's and don'ts, and you know the successes, and what, you know if I were to do it again, how how would I do it? So yeah. that's been fun to kind of be on that flip side and sit down, you know, with coffee and, and help advise individuals that are going to, to launch products. So yeah, um, yeah it's just this part of that entrepreneurial, um, I think, network and 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 it's a bit of a community, and everyone kind of looks out for each other, and they're all rooting for each other on, on Kickstarter and and in that world. So it's been exciting to be a part of. It. Yeah, and that's nice that you help other people out that are new to the game. Because I'm sure that, you know, like you said, it's helpful to have those people in your life that are kind of guiding you through answering questions that you have, because this is relatively new for you, too. Do you have a a mantra that you're kind of living by or that helps you get through the day? Well, that's, yeah, it's interesting you say that. And it it is every time someone reaches out to me, um, yeah, it's been, like I said, a few now, um, I'm always happy to obviously take that call or that coffee or that uh, meeting and, and, you know, pay it forward in a way. Cause I know uh, on the flip side, there was a lot of individuals that went out of their way to, to sit with me and, and answer my questions when, when I was in need and, and still am and um, always learning and, and love to, to continue that, that growth. And I think I was brought up, I know I was brought up by, you know, that golden rule, treat others how, you know, you'd like to be treated. And that's something my parents instilled in me early on and, and definitely something I, I want to you know, continue to live by and, um, and surrounding yourself with, you know, the right people, um, positive, positive individuals that, you know, kind of look at life the same way you do and, um, and to continue that, that, that growth and, and chase those dreams. So, um, yeah, I, I think I, I've always lived by the, the golden rule and, and also the law of attraction, you know, putting the right energy out there and, and, uh, you know, waking up each day with a smile and most of it. All in, Alan. You know, speaking of chasing your dreams, what's next for you? Is there anything exciting that's coming up for you? I know you mentioned your 
marathon. So I'm excited to hear how that goes. Anything else that you're looking forward to, whether it's just for yourself or for Barnacle? Absolutely. Um, the marathon, yeah, I'm excited slash nervous, but <laughs> a little bit behind on you know the training regiment. Uh, there's been a lot of wind lately, so pipe boring's taken over. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, uh, but I'm excited for that. I'm always eager to, you know, for my next trip and, and travels. The last few months, um, I got got out to, to Europe, and that was incredible. Uh, Paris, and then now um, Thailand, and wow. fighting up there, which is incredible. So, uh, you know, eager for the next trip. Hopefully, it's uh, you know island hopping um, with kiteboarding involved. Oh my gosh! Um, see, so see, it's, it's, it's incorporated in everything you do. Yeah, it has to be now. The addiction is real. But um, I think the next, you know, what I'm most excited about is, is you know, still this this Barnacle project. And we're in a, a good place now where we have, you know, some stability from post-Kickstarter and, and having the platform to, to launch from on our website. And, and now we're looking at doing some digital campaigns and, and really ramping up for summer season. So what well, we found that, you know, there's not much condensation and sweaty drinks in, in the <laughs> <laughs> the middle of winter so <laughs> now is kind of the, the time to really push out this product and get it get the exposure we're, we're looking to um you know to, to have to get enough individuals um you know interfacing with with our, our website and creating and driving that that brand um you know across the country and, and across the world so that's what i'm focused on excited about and that's going to be um you know a big part of of our summer Alan Mondes, thank you so much for doing this. Barnaclecoasters.com, right? You got it. Any other places that we can find you? I'll put your Instagram information out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Instagram. Um, Barnacle on, on Facebook. You know, once you get it. You, if you do buy a barnacle and, and you love what you uh, love the product, yeah, give us a you know review on Amazon or Facebook and, and things along those lines, and, and paying it forward. Happy to um, communicate and chat with anyone else that's looking to make a move, you know, across the country, launch a company, or learn a kiteboard. I'm, I'm open to any conversation <laughs> on those three subjects. Oh so. my gosh! <laughs> Reach out. Okay, we'll be coming out there, Nick and I, to learn how to. Yes, I'd love that. I got to see you guys soon. I'll be in the Midwest in July for Wednesday. Yay! Sweet. All right. Well, we'll look forward to it. Thanks again. And until next time. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jen.